Welcome back to All About Audience, dissecting how creatives in the digital media world cater to the audience they are producing content for. I'm your host, Fred Vigen. Dr. Fred Waters is today's guest. Fred discusses how he likes to help people. He has trained a lot of individuals and enjoys doing it. He trains self-defense in how people can protect themselves. Then the pandemic happened, and we learned what he needed to do to continue to share his knowledge on self-defense, helping children exercise, all while staying safe and socially distanced. Dr. Fred Waters began studying martial arts in 1973 in Steelton, Pennsylvania. He is also an Army veteran, has studied Judo, Taekwondo, and Chinese boxing. Using his expertise from all of his training, he began teaching self-defense. He takes us back to the moment he knew he needed the know-how to defend himself. God pulled out a butcher knife on me and tried to cut me, and I was it was back in the day when they had Bruce Lee and the Green a Green Hornet came out. And I did a karate move like I seen Bruce Lee did in the movies. Hmm. And the guys jumped back and it created openness. So I ran through it. So I eventually got into the martial arts in nineteen seventy three. I started with Ishin Ru, an Okinawan style of the martial arts, a karate. And I studied that for about two years and left went to the United States Army. Hmm. And while I was in the army I got went to different places, and I would start. Each time I PCS, that mean I left to get stationed somewhere else, and I started taking up martial arts again. So, and that's what I did through my whole five years, seven months in the military. I studied different styles of the martial arts. My wife's girlfriend's friend was in the military out of Indian Town Gap. He taught, he trained the military in hand-to-hand combat, hmm. and I because they were friends, I hooked up with him. And because my wife knew I wanted to study, the, you know, further my knowledge in the martial arts. Well, I happened to go to a tournament with him down in Maryland, and he needed to warm up. So I, I fought him to help him warm up. I got tired and took off running. And <laughs> and I drove tractor trailers for a living. And he, and he says, what you running for? And I said, look, if you drove trucks for a living, you'd get out of breath, too. So he made me vice president of the of Ziggler's uh, Red Dragons. From there... I trained with him one year, won the world championship down in Ocean City, Maryland. And by me winning the world championship in 1991, that made me a contender, gave me the opportunity to try for the U.S. Olympic team. So I was a contender for the U.S. Olympic team. I had to fight down in Maryland at a state championship before I could try for the nationals. I took second place in the heavyweight division for contact fighting in Taekwondo. Hmm. Then I went to Ocean City, Maryland. And where they had the world championship, and Dalton no, no, already said that. And that was 1992. I went to Hampton, Virginia, and the trial for the Nationals. Uh, and had I made it at the Nationals, I'd have went on trial for the U.S. Olympic team to go out there to Colorado. And at the time, my instructor's instructor was Chuck Norris. That's who he was with. And he told me that Chuck Norris was going to train me for the Olympics if I'd have made it, but I didn't make it. So. After that there, my time, I have 30 years in the in the teams of driving tractor trailers, but I also, from my time fighting, I won first place in just about, I only lost one, one fight, I think, and I have seven-foot trophies, five-foot trophies. Right now, in November, I'll be a 10-time martial arts Hall of Famer. I've done movies, commercials, models, and... Not, and matter of fact, in, what is 
that April of 2023, I'd be uh, teaching close quarter combat and weapon disarming. So I do all kinds of seminars all over. How did you get to teaching and educating people about, about the martial arts? Well, I was doing that with my old instructor, Sensei Walter Dobson, back in 1973 and 74. And I was a green belt. I would go help him because he used to teach at the Hispanic Center on 13th Street in Harrisburg. And I would help him teach. And then when I went in the military, I was, you know, teaching and learning and getting beat up and all that stuff. And then when I got with my instructor out at Indian Town Gap, Master Professor Ziegler, at the time he was Master Ziegler, now he's Professor Ziegler. And I got with him. And on the first Gulf War, I was helping him train soldiers going over to Iraq. So that's how I got started training the military. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I got my black belt through him, my first degree black belt. After I, after I won the world championship, I was promoted to black belt. And when I tried out for the U.S. Olympic team, I was a first degree black belt. But I got beat up, but eh, I was blessed. <laughs> and and so, so where, how, uh, I'm sure we're fast forwarding a little bit here. Where, where did we get to doing this? A more in a virtual setting. Oh, when, after the uh, during the uh, pandemic, because you know I, I I stopped teaching for a while. I didn't want to teach nobody because I'm enjoying my retirement. I don't want to get sick. I don't want to make my wife sick. So mm-hmm. virtual training. I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to worry about nobody coughing or sneezing. So that's why I started doing virtual training. Okay. And what uh, what was the goal? Was this to? I mean, were you signing up individuals to, you know that that they were paying you to to give them one-on-one instruction virtually or were you just kind of putting these vid- videos out there kind of publicly and just to see who would find them what 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 was your kind of approach here my approach was to get paid to do it but nobody wanted to sign up that was a problem you know i guess you know people out of work and but i i did it free for the kids because the kids needed it you know, I, I thought the kids needed because they weren't getting no exercise. School was shut down. Kids were home playing video games. So that's when I started doing the virtual stuff, like the exercises for kids. Hmm. I did. I ran a 15-minute course. I did it for like about a month, or maybe a month or two. I can't remember. It's on. It's all up on. Uh, I think it's on YouTube. I think YouTube. Okay. Or on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Facebook or YouTube. It's one of those. But I did it for like a month or two, and I wasn't getting. A lot of parents, you know, like Shani liked it, you know what I mean? So I kind of felt like I was about ready to put on a street jacket because I was talking to myself in front of the camera and wasn't getting a response, you know? So and were you posting videos every day or what What was your kind of cadence to, to putting stuff out there? That was every Tuesday from, I think it was like 4.15 to... 4.30. I only did a 15-minute class because, mm-hmm. you know, most kids, their attention span is not only going to last about, what, 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how I was doing it. And I I put out there, too, that I would teach. Well, I did teach some classes. I forgot. I had a couple classes. I taught a doctor and my granddaughter was in Germany. So those those are the only older ones I did teach. Yeah, I, I just remember about that. And I trained the doctor for a while on self-defense and exercises, but I would not teach anybody how to disarm weapons online because you can't really get the true effect. you got to feel it and understand it, you know. 
Okay. And then, so what, so this was mainly geared toward children, you know, like, like preteens or teenagers or what, what was your, what, what did you envision your audience being? Anywhere from kids like four years on, Mm. four years and up, all the way up to elderly. You know, I, I trained many people, so it didn't matter the ages, but when I did kids, kids, kids workout session, I said the adults could do it too. It, It wasn't hard impact. It was just something to get the get the blood flowing you know yeah and did you how did you how did you market this or how how were people able to find you on facebook i was on facebook and instagram oh i see youtube so so you you would post the video on youtube and then like and then share the links out on on facebook and 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 that like yes i did it's one of those ways i did you know i'm trying to remember how i did it now but I, I I know I was on Facebook doing it, and I also ha- put it on YouTube. That's how I was, yeah. So if you go to Dr. Fred Waters, they're they're up on YouTube, most of it, I guess. And a lot of stuff was on Facebook, and that's where I did it. And I did it for free. Mm-hmm. I, I you know I just did it to help the kids out. And besides, I got a free workout myself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hey, I, I think because I was in the house, you know, no, I didn't go nowhere. I stopped going to class. I used to teach it. When I go to different schools, I wind up teaching classes for them, you know. And I just kept away from everybody because, you know, you know, you know, somebody was, you know, the the virus was airborne, and that's what was bugging me. Because you're in a in a in a room and everybody's breathing and coughing and no mask on, there's no way in the world I want to be sick. I want to enjoy my retirement. <laughs> so, so you mentioned it, re- re- enjoying retirement, which sounds like a wonderful idea. So, I mean, so you 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 stopped doing the videos. I mean, was it just you know you kind of did what you thought you would do? Most people stop short of saying everything is completely back to normal, but it does feel a little closer to normal now in 2022. I mean, do you? Do you think you would do any other kind of virtual series, or or do in, or do you plan to resume in person instruction, or or are are you done? <laughs> no, no, I, no. I've, I've been teaching in person again. No, I still wear my mask. Oh, I still go out and teach. I've been teaching now for a while. I just started teaching a couple months ago. Going back to class, you know, teaching different people, different schools. So that's what I do. But you know. When the, when it was real bad, it was everything virtual. I was staying right in my house, right in my gym. I have my own dojo right in my house. Oh, nice. So, but see, most of the time I'm in my man cave. You know, I look at my weights and look at my my dummies I got set up, and I go like, up, oh, up, back to the man cave. I can sit down and watch TV. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did my time, but no, I still teach. You know, and if, if it gets bad again, I go back to doing virtual. Okay. But I, I like doing it. I like doing it, but I just wasn't getting the response I thought I should get. And I think that's what kind of discouraged me from virtual. But I've trained I trained a lot of people over the internet. They loved it, but I wasn't getting a big response from the kids or their parents. Hmm. And that's what I was, you know, I, for some reason I just couldn't figure it out. I just could not figure it out. See, it's interesting because, you know, I I do, you know, I mean, I have friends that, you know, their children were probably five or six years old and they enrolled them in some some sort of like karate or you know i mean you know some sort of self-defense i mean it seems like there there is interest out there but well so i was offering just the exercise yeah and at my last video i was teaching them some self-defense things but they didn't know i was teaching it to them 
like different arm exercises to build up strength in your arms and do a block. But I I didn't want to call it karate class. I didn't want to do it because I teach close quarter combat. I train military in close quarter combat. I train people to go to war. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I had it set up for kids. But when you bring a bunch of kids into a lot of these karate dojos or dojangs, they call them dojos in Japanese and dojangs in Korean. But when you go to their schools, a lot of kids just jumping around playing. I mean, they mm. don't. I mean, I mean, as you are, you do stuff in television, you you run a company. When you company, and then you like go, what? How do they do this here? You know, you got a question mark, and I have a lot of question marks about a lot of people when they do things because they don't really teach the kids how to defend themselves. And I was in a, I ain't gonna mention the school, but I'm watching schools where guys got high ranking belts and they jumped around like rabbits. And I'm like, good grief. You know, so, I mean, every instructor is different, mm-hmm. but I teach people how to defend themselves. And when I do exercise, I teach people how to do exercise right. You know, I call them chicken push-ups. Now, uh, do you do you exercise? I do. I, I do. I do uh, mostly like running, running and biking. Those are my two key areas. And you're going to tell okay. me why I need to do a better job. I'm sure. No, 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 no. You're a grown man. I ain't going to tell you nothing. Not unless you ask me. But you know, like, like say for instance, like push-ups. Right? I call them chicken push-ups. They go halfway down. They call that a push-up. You know, your push-up should go down to your chest, touch the floor, and back up. That's how you get the full effect of doing the push-ups. And these people are just, just like they're going having convulsions. You know, just bending their elbows a little bit. Hmm. And you know, when I teach, I'm like, no, that's not how you do a push-up. How are you going to block somebody's punch? How are you going to throw a punch if your arms are weak? If you don't do sit-ups, how are you going to be able to take a punch? You know, the stronger your stomach muscles are, the better your back's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, it's a lot of things I see, and I teach a little different, and maybe I'm a little hardcore, but I want it done right because that's how I did it in the military. That's how I did it in karate class. So I teach a way where when you work your body, everything becomes your weapon, everything. Even your voice is a weapon. You know, you have confidence. So it's a lot of things that I see out there that I, I scratch my head on. And I got a bald head, and I'd be scratching my head. <laughs> so, I, you know, I like helping people, but you know, I, I like, I, I like, I like helping people to make this place a better place. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think? Do you think if you were to continue a video series, maybe having someone that helps explain explain it a little bit more? Like, how how much do you verbalize? You know how the techniques you're 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 demonstrating a lot. Mm-hmm. I tell them what it does. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I just don't show. I explain. You know why do you do this here? You know what's the purpose of it? And a lot of stuff. You know, and then a lot of times I try to be careful on what I teach because most people are like clones. They come and copy your work and go out and do the same thing you do. And, you know, and I, and I see a lot of, that's why I only teach a certain amount of things to people, stuff that you see every day. But today, when you go to some of these karate classes, you just sit down and watch, you know, some things that they just don't do right. You know, you know, I, I, here's a, prop, prop, a good example. I've known people that got their black belt 
and the martial arts, and I think they got it like in Taekwondo. But they're scared to walk outside by themselves. They're scared to walk in the parking lot by themselves. What good is having a black belt if you're afraid? Hmm. And I had a girl call me up a couple months ago crying to me about her neighbor. She's afraid. She's a fourth-degree black belt. If you haven't learned anything in, in, in your time in the martial arts and you can't kick a guy in the groin area, you can't you know strike him in the eyeball, you can't hyperextend his kneecap, and you call yourself a black belt. So that's what I mean, mm-hmm. that a lot of people be faking it, and that's the thing about it. It makes it look bad. So I learned the hardcore way, but I learned the way that builds you up so you feel confident. I did my time in the military. I took martial arts in the military. I loved it. You know, and I, I'm not saying that I beat everybody in the military because my butt was getting up off the floor a lot of times, you know, mm-hmm. but it was fun. And that's what I try to teach kids. You know, you do something. You don't have to do martial arts. You can do anything, but don't sit around on the couch like I'm doing right now. <laughs> 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 I mean, I done, I did my workout when I was young. Now, you know, I still work. I still train mm-hmm. because I, I, I refuse to be out of shape. I, I'm 67 years old. And I'm still combat ready. I just did a seminar a couple of weeks ago last month, trained in the military at the U.S. Army War College. Mm-hmm. I've trained up there for, I did several seminars there in my life. And now I'm waiting now because they want me to train. The colonel wants me to train his people. I have some colonels from, like, I think Nigeria. And he asked me, he says, we don't get this kind of training. Uh-huh. And so, you know, the allocation comes out next month or October so. There's a lot of people want me to train them, you know, but most of my clientele is usually adults because I train people how to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm also a certified executive protection agent, too, which I don't bodyguard nobody because they, I don't I don't work for cheap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they call, guy called me up one time, want me to do some work for him. I said, how much you charge? He said, 20 bucks an hour. I said, man, I don't even get out of bed for 20 bucks. <laughs> I went back to sleep. <laughs> you know you want me to go out there risk of my life yeah you know so you know and that's the thing and i train i train people i've trained people going into the secret service i train high-ranking military personnel i train a guy who's at the, where you know work with the cia i've trained a lot of people man a lot of people so i've had fun doing it i got letters from police officers i got all kind of stuff Letters from the military for training them. Mm-hmm. You know, I trained a whole battalion going to Afghanistan in 2013. Wow. So I've done a lot of stuff. I used to run the, the hand-to-hand combat for Armed Forces Day. They used to have a city island. Mm-hmm. I did that for five years. Mm-hmm. I did it every year for five years and, and trained them, trained them some up at the up at the Carlisle Army War College too. So I've done a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, you're you're doing work regularly or semi-regularly at the War College these days? Oh, yeah. I just did mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I'm waiting to when they get the allocation to see oh, if I'm going right. to train them. You just said yeah, because yeah. they get their allocations in October. Okay. And he already told me, he says, well, let's see if the military is going to pay for it because their money looks better than my money. I said, <laughs> I said, sir, you're exactly right. I pay enough taxes, so it shouldn't be no problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Fred, I think this covers everything I was looking for. Anything you, you care to add? Any, anything else? Sure. Yeah, here's some of the things that I, I had typed up. 
you know, to, to do a show on. There's personal safety, some for kids, for women, elderly, home security, driving, bullies, car maintenance, driving around back to trailers and buses. Because I'm a I'm a retired trucker, talking to people about how they feel because you know what's wrong with society now. Nobody talks to nobody no more. You know, there's too much shooting going on, too much violence. And some people just, you know, just to hear what people got to say, maybe it make them feel better. Talking to kids on how they feel. What programs are there for poor people and elderly to apply for assistance? And how can we make things better for everyone? And exercising for adults and kids. And those are some of the things I typed up, you know, like subjects that, you know, like to do a, a show on or something like that. Okay. Because most times, like home security, when I do seminars, I talk to people about home security. And hopefully, you know, people can be safer. You know, like I like security system. Everybody says, "Well, you're a, you're a tenth degree black belt. You're a grandmaster." I said, "Yeah, but I can get beat up just like you can if somebody gets to jump on me. I'm not invincible." <laughs> I said, "So a, a security system get, alerts me when somebody's trying to come in. Mm-hmm. Then when they come in, it, it's like the Roach Motel. They check in, but they don't check out." <laughs> 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 so you know i mean i do seminars all the time on that you know like i said in april i'd be in raleigh north carolina and then also i train bodyguards and stuff like that i did that down in atlanta mm-hmm. back in 2018 so I, I do a lot of stuff so before i get old decrepit and, and check out you know i just try to help people out you know and and try to make things better because the you find good people become victims all the time, you know, and I got to tell people, good people, their knowledge on defending themselves is down about an inch off the floor and criminals about nine feet in the air because that's a big distance because they're thinking about a million ways how they can take your hard-earned money or to, to, to abuse you and, you know, and people don't know how to defend themselves. And I do seminars on child abductions, kidnapping. I mean, like I said, I do so many different things, and I and I do seminars out the mall. I've done it a lot of times for these different events out there. So I do. That's what I do. Anything dealing with safety, that's what I do. You ask me about how to work on a house, I can't help you. <laughs> my, my wife don't even let me bring a hammer upstairs. I can only do it in the basement. <laughs> so, but that's that's about. I guess that's all about me then. Well, great. Well, Fred, I mean, this is thank you for your 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 hard work and helping everyone. And certainly, thank you for your service in in the army, and um, and and thank you for your time. I really pre- this was an enjoyable uh, twenty well no a half hour. So thank you so much for making the time to speak with me. I really appreciate it. I will. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling me. I appreciate it. All right. Very good. Well, travel safely, sir. And we will. I hope we talk again soon. This was a real treat. All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. That was Dr. Fred Waters talking about his training services and his pivot to and from virtual training on YouTube and Facebook. Learn more about Fred at topflightcombativesanddefense.com. Thank you for joining us for All About Audience, a project for my graduate studies in the Information Design and Technology program at SUNY Polytechnic in Utica, New York. Find more information about the school at sunypoly.edu. The theme music is Constructivism by Poddington Bear. Learn more about his music at soundofpicture.com. 
I'm Fred Vigent, host and producer of All About Audience. Thanks for joining us.